Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for... Dead Duck Month! Yay! Greatest month ever, Dead Duck! I can't keep pressing the button because it does not go multiple times. Because this week we are doing the epic film that is 1968's Barbarella! Oh, that was a... Something happened to that duck! If you don't like duck, then you're kind of stuck. Uh, why are we doing 40 Towers? There's literally dead ducks in that. So uh, anyway, um, I was going to say Bridget Bardo. She was meant to be in this movie, but it's not because it's Jane Fonda is in this film. Um, the esteemed Marcel Marceau's in this movie. Um, there's a theme song in it. There's boobs. There's chests. There's apparently a plot. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, is this the oldest movie we have ever done? This is a year older than 20... Well, uh, Space Christmas. Odyssey. Oh, right. Okay, I keep forgetting we did that. All right, the second oldest movie we've ever done. And boy, oh boy, wowie. Um, we're keeping these to an hour, but I'm saying less than half an hour for this one. My name is Ben, and let me adjust my tongue box. And my name is Colin, and uh, don't... Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I have all these lines. I'm like, what? what? Accurate for the movie. I'm like, that's someone like, all right, all right, here we go. <laughs> My name is Colin, and untie me, or I'm gonna call your parents. I hear that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said last week, the companion to Zardoz. Yes, a hundred percent. Is this movie as bad as Zardoz? No. Is this movie in the handful of worst movies we've ever seen? Yes. This movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah. This is absolutely ridiculous. I literally, within the opening scene, having seen a nipple even then was like, this movie's terrible already. And as we discovered over on 007 with Casino Royale 67, people in the 60s were on drugs. And Mm -hmm. they weren't shy of being on drugs. At least nowadays when you make a movie when you're on drugs, you try to make it a bit artistic and this, that, and everything else. People in the 60s were just like, hey, man, I've got this movie. It's about a woman. She's got boobs and she's on a planet with giggly bubbly boo. I get this was based on a comic. I get this has got a cult following. I understand it. But like... I did not understand a word of this movie. I am literally in a moment when we talk about this, I am I am 100% reading word for word the plot of Wikipedia because it's not overly long. And then I'm just going to talk about some scenes in the movie and that's why we're going to do this in half an hour because I, I, I literally tune out. You want to know what I was looking up while I was watching this movie? I got 20 minutes in. Or- I'm like, I do not know, well, nearly... I did not know what I was watching. So then I was scrolling Instagram. I was reading the plot on Wikipedia. I ended up on Twitter. I got down a rabbit hole. I found this great account on Twitter, which is basically people getting hit in the nuts. So essentially (laughs) it's got like a hundred thousand followers. It's called like nut shots or something. It is literally a video a day of somebody like nutting themselves. So that was my entertainment while watching Barbarella, people getting hit in the nuts. And I felt like I got hit in the nuts watching this movie. So it was very accurate. 
yeah, this movie is not good. Uh, anyway, like I, the funny thing is I'd say about 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm not really enjoying this, but I can see where there might've been an appeal. And then it just keeps going and going. The saddest thing is the, the opening credits where it says based on the book by I'm like, there's a book of this <laughs> only to realize what half an hour to the movie is a comic book. It makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, 60s uh, realizing book. this is <laughs> realizing this is based on a comic book. I think gives me, I'm not going to say more appreciation for it, but uh, a little bit less criticism. It does feel very comic booky like, like we're just going to take this issue and throw it in there. No real over connecting story or anything. Um, it's uh, like, this is, this is the type of stuff that you see on like Saturday mornings from 67. This is lost in space. Or what was that land of the lost with um, the one, the, the TV series that the Will Ferrell remake did like really bad budget. Um, yeah. People probably enjoyed watching this, laughing at it, even the 60s. Maybe some of this is intentional, but it's not enjoyable. I mean, if, if you're sober when watching this, there's very little to enjoy. It's it's Men in Black 2 when they go to the video store and they get, this is one of those stories from those tapes that don't exist. And it's like fake, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's like it's, <laughs> this is what people parody in modern movies about what they did yeah. in the 60s, right? Like there's a movie that did this very well called Mars Attacks. Great movie. Mm-hmm. When are we doing Mars Attacks? Fantastic movie. But this is just... Uh, like, but again, I will say I'm with you. I can see maybe why this has got a cop. There are people who are into like E-grade science fiction films and that's fine. That's what you're into. And like this is one of those cult movies. I can see why people would have this on their wall. It's like Zardoz. I can see why idiots out there like that movie. But it's because it's got such a level of badness to it that it's just... It's whatever. But yeah, this movie is just, it's just terrible. So I'm literally going to read the plot on Wikipedia. This might take me like two or three minutes, but this is so that if people are listening to us, the one person out there that does, who maybe hasn't had time to watch the film and they rely on us to explain the movie very loosely, I'm going to read the plot because I literally do not understand the plot of this film. And even reading this, I don't know. I, I lost it after there were little dolls biting Jane Fonda. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Rocky from... Um, the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show show. I know it's not really Rocky, but this was the Rocky Horror Picture Show when you got really buff man. And that, like, I will say, Colin, I think you would like this world because they don't actually have sex. They take pills and touch fingers. So <laughs> Still a little bit too much touching. <laughs> exactly. All right, so buckle up. I'm going to read this. This is the plot of Barbarella, ladies and gentlemen. The one time we will ever do this is to get this over and done with and then maybe I'll just <laughs> skim through the film on my computer. All right. In an unspecified future, space adventurer Barbarella is sent by the Earth's president to retrieve Duran Duran. Now, can we just point out Duran Duran? It's actually Duran Duran. It's kind of like Kevin Durant, yeah. maybe. But I was watching this going like, hey, is that where Duran Duran got their name from? Um, it actually was. Is it really? Yeah. Like, they, seriously. They, they, were originally, they were originally called Duran Duran, and then they decided to drop the second D, uh, and that's... Oh, suddenly, Bon, I had respect for you. <laughs> I'm even going to interview you for a second because, like, my only familiarity with this movie, other than just knowing it existed, was uh, Duran Duran had a song which I think was called Electric Barbarella. And I never connected the fact that they were, you know, 15 years into their career writing a song about where they got their name from. So they must be really big fans of this. They were very stoned in the 60s and horny. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they're retrieving Simon, Simon Bond, <laughs> John Taylor from the Tau City <laughs> Planetary System. Uh, Durand is the investor of a laser-powered weapon, the Positronic Ray, 
which Earth leaders fear will cause mass destruction. Like at this point in the movie, I'm like, I'm on board. Like, okay, like, fair enough. Like, we're living in a future. There's, there's no, a plot. There's no war. Fair enough. I love she's standing there naked. Like, this guy's like, no, don't put clothes on. Um, Barbarella crash lands on Tal Seti's 16th planet and is knocked unconscious by two children. They bring her to the wreckage of a spaceship where they bind and attack her using mechanical dolls with razor-sharp teeth. Again, at this point, I'm like, okay, this is happening. Barbarella is rescued by Mark Hand, the catchman who patrols the ice looking for errant children. Funnily enough, that's what I do. Hand tells her that Durand is in the city of Sogo and offers her a ride to her ship in his ice boat. It's very a view to a kill of him. When Barbarella offers to repay him, Hand asks her to make love to him. Barbarella is confused since Earthlings no longer have intimate physical contact. Instead, they take pills until full rapport is achieved. Hand suggests having sex in his bed instead. <laughs> if it was that easy for me to have, you know, women have sex, then, you know, sure. Happy birthday to Noah, by the way. Barbarella relents and enjoys it, but admits that she understands why sex is considered primitive and distracting on Earth. Colin's uh, MO. Barbarella <laughs> leaves a planet and crashes into a labyrinth inhabited by outcasts exiled from Sogo. She's bound by Piger, a blind angel who has lost the will to fly. Piger introduces her to Professor Ping. This is, see, like, drugs, people. Professor <laughs> Ping. Uh, this sounds like a children's show. Um, who offers mm-hmm. to repair her ship? Piger flies Barbarella to Sogo, a den of violence and debauchery, after he restores his will to fly by having sex with him. N- maybe not a children's show. Uh, Piger and Barbarella are captured by Sogo's Black Queen and a concierge. The concierge describes the Mathmos, living energy in liquid form, powered by evil thoughts, and used as an energy source in Sogo, which sits atop of it. Piger endures a mock crucifixion and Barbarella is placed in a cage. I do not remember this part of the movie. Where hundreds... Oh, no, I That was the this. dead duck part. Uh, the, the, <laughs> you're right, actually, because this is the, the budgies, the budgery guards. Bit, yeah. uh, where hundreds of birds prepare to attack her. I remember this. She is rescued by Dildano, Dildo, <laughs> uh, leader of the local underground, who joins in pursuit of Duran. Dildano gives her an invisible key to the Black Queen's Chamber of Dreams. <laughs> She's like, remember when I read The Princess Who Lost Her Nose back on Survivor Oz? Yeah. This is literally the plot of that, I think. <laughs> After returning to Sogo, Barbarella is promptly recaptured by the concierge. He places her in the excessive machine which induces fatal sexual pleasure. Oh, I know it well. You should, you should spell that at X sex. Excessive, true. She outlasts the machine and makes it go haywire. Oh, does she ever. (laughs) The concierge, shocked at its destruction, reveals himself as Duran Duran, meeting you with a view (laughs) to a kill. Barbarella is surprised since he's only 25 years old, but has aged tremendously like I did watching this movie. A side effect of the (laughs) math moss. Duran wants to overthrow the Black Queen and become Sogo's new leader, which requires using his positronic ray and gaining access. I do not remember any of this. Queen's Chamber of Dreams. Duran takes Barbarella to the chamber, locks her inside the invisible key. She sees the queen of wands of two people in a chamber. The math muscle will devour them. Fucking hell. Duran seizes control of Sogo and Dildodo. Ugh. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> vomiting at this plot. And his rebels begin the attack in the city. The Black Queen retaliates using the math muscle to destroy Sogo. Did you know that uh, they arrested somebody for the murder of Tupac? That's good. Uh, because of I Barbarella's innocence, Matt, just breaking news, uh, protecting Bubble around her in the Black Queen. More interesting than this. And safely expels them. They find Piker clutched in the arm, flies off, and Barbarella's pile where he saves a tiny tells her that an angel has no memory of the past. Barbarella. Um, the dead duck bit. She's laying there and they say, you're like a dead duck. Terrible. Yeah. Um, Pygar, they say that too. Because no actual, he says something about not making love. No actual dead duck in this movie. The reason why we're doing this, it was a buff man with wings 
being called a dead duck. Um, I don't even know if I want to skim through this film again because, I, I mean, Ugh. visually for 1968, I mean, there's blue rat. Like this, this is a thing, though, with a movie like this. You know those bunnies were actually died with blue poison and they probably died within mm-hmm. five seconds afterwards. Um, I mean, there's cool, like, costumes with, like... I mean, that guy who, like, takes his jacket off to have sex with her is hairier underneath than he is with the actual, like, hairy... I had the same note! <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's charming for 1968 with some of the special effects, sure. There's lots of boobs. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to see Sean Connery in a wedding dress. I just... <laughs> and like as we said last week, like Jane Fonda is very attractive in this film, but like again, she's got the voice of not of not two thousand and twenty three Jane Fonda, who's like one hundred and two by now. Um, I really have nothing to add in this movie because I zoned out and was looking at nut shots, Colin. I don't know what else to add on this film. This movie is terrible. And if you like this movie, great. If you're into this type of movie, great. I'm someone who doesn't like old movies in general, unless it's a James Bond film. Like this is just, I don't know. I'm sure it's got its audience. Good for you. Ben Waterworth is... I'd rather watch Barbie than this movie. The sad thing is I can actually see a version of this working if somebody do it now. In fact, it was... Uh, I don't even know to. how long ago. Yeah, it was Robert Rodriguez who, you know, did the the From Dust Till Dawn, the Spy Kids movies, Desperado. Uh, he was working on this for years where he was... was it? I think it was Rose McGowan who, who was going to be having star in it. I can see it. Rose McGowan in this film. And, and nearly Ro- the Robert old Rodriguez. networks, Rose McGowan, but she didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Robert Rodriguez would be the right guy to do something like this because he kind of knows how to make fun of this genre. Uh, but uh, yeah, like this version, is just it's just tacky and it, it kind of makes me nauseous to watch it at times. Uh, it, it's funny that there, as much nudity as there is in this movie, as much of the plot is about sex, you never see any of it. Like, I'm not saying I yeah. wanted to, but <laughs> uh, it, it's always like happening off camera and they don't even imply that it did happen or anything. But uh uh, okay, so let me get through whatever notes I have here that I can still understand. Um, the the opening credits. I love watching these old movies where they they have a big billing for somebody. There's a special guest star, David Jennings <laughs> or Hemmings, David Hemmings. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, I never heard of him, and I looked at him like, well, he actually, I guess, was very established. He was a writer. He was a director. He was a child star. He was a teen star. Um, I don't know. This was maybe like at the end of his career here, but. Uh, um, I, I don't know who he is. Although the uh, the other w- woman in this movie, the one who plays the villain, the Black Queen or whatever. So I'm clicking through all the people in this movie. Like, did anybody else become famous? This woman did. Anita something or other. What's her name here? Um, I need to stop Anita... watching this film. Yeah. Hang on, uh, whatever hang on, her name on, is. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. Uh, whatever her name is. So the, the other woman in this movie. Uh, so she's not really known as an actress for much else. But uh, at, around the time this movie came out, or just, just after, she was the partner of Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones until one day he basically beat her so severely that Keith Richards came to her defense. Uh, Keith wow. Richards, the bandmate of Brian Keith Jones. Richards. Yeah, Keith Richards invited her to stay at his house after she'd been beaten up by her boyfriend, his bandmate, Brian Jones. And she didn't leave for 13 years and they had three kids together. So she is the partner and the mother of three out of Keith Richards' four children. So she didn't leave the house or she didn't leave Keith Richards? Well, that's she, a long she didn't leave time Keith Richards, leave. yes. <laughs> is this like that? Keith Richards, but oh, sorry, go it, it, gets even weird. it gets even weirder, okay? So apparently she was so respected among the band members of the Rolling Stones that she was the only woman who could just walk in the studio when they were recording an album, tell them something sucked, and they would listen to her. She does backup vocals on Sympathy for the Devil. And one day, I believe it's the gardener of Keith Richards and her, turned up dead in their bed with a gun 
And she was arrested for murder only to have it turn out that he committed suicide. Um, so this woman has lived. <laughs> so, so hang on a minute, hang on a minute. A couple of things to take away from that. So um, she's a Yoko owner of the Rolling Stones, basically, um, but in a good way. And secondly, in a good way. So there's a member of the Rolling Stones who used to beat women, yet we're never talking about that in the modern day. It's kind of like... Yeah, well, uh, he was gone from the band not long oh, after well, that. Fair enough. But, but like, can we also just talk about the fact that, you know, here in Australia, we've just seen the uh, TV show Court drop. Matthew Fox is in it. Sean Penn, esteemed Hollywood actor who's, what, won two Oscars, beloved. <laughs> Have we ever like, just forgotten about the fact that Sean Penn used to date Madonna? I think they were married. Yeah. He, like, famously beat the shit out of her. Like, he mm-hmm. abused her terribly, which even you as a Madonna hater aren't going to condone that. But, oh, we love Sean Penn. Like, yeah. he beat Madonna, bastard. People are very selective with who they want to cancel. Uh, <laughs> I've always said that. Um, yeah, the, the, like... This woman had some bizarre stuff go on, um, but apparently she she was very respected among the the rest of the band. Um, so, anyways, aside from that, the cast and everything, uh, I agree with you with Jane Fonda. Um, I, I I only associated. I think the only other thing I'd really ever seen her in, you know, it, it, even close to a younger age, was on Golden Pond, and she was considerably older than this, even on Golden Pond. I, I perpetually see her as an older lady, um, which is funny because she's in those book club movies now, where you got like Diane Keaton and Mary Steenburgen. And like Diane Keaton and Mary Steenburgen is like, no, I, I don't mind them at all at the age of 80. <laughs> I'd still go there, but no, not Jane Fonda. I'm sorry, Jane. Um, but uh, she she was an established actress at this point. I thought this was kind of like she did this because she needed to do something to make herself famous outside from her famous family. But no, she, she was a big name signing on to this movie at the time, which is kind of bizarre that she would do a movie like this. And wasn't she um, the wife of the director, the only reason why she did it? Because they tried to get Bridget Bardot and Sophia Loren, but uh, I think she basically did this because she was the wife of the director, Roger Vadim. Or Vadim oh, was I she? Believe. I didn't know that. I uh, Vadim attempted to cast several members, but the role being Fonda, his then wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and did they last past this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Did he beat her? Um, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I couldn't tell you. Uh, oh. They were married. He was married to Bridget Bardo and Jane Fonda. They were married <laughs> until 1973. Apparently, uh, in the 70s, she also had an affair with Donald Sutherland. Did you know he was Kiefer's dad? Maybe. So you're trying to say that like Jane Fonda is technically Kiefer's like, almost mama? Uh, uh, almost stepmama at step-mama. least stepmama well there we go i like jane fonda even more now yeah <laughs> but uh okay so the movie some bizarre <laughs> stuff happening there. Now, there is some good humor in this and i think this movie is meant to be a satire it's meant to be a parody but like some of the jokes are funny like there's there's one very subtle moment where she's basically undressed herself in the opening sequence in zero g and then you get the guy coming on the radio and he says oh uh i i think i don't know if she says uh, oh, yeah, I'll go slip something on. He says, no, 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 don't trouble yourself. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, don't trouble yourself. Uh, but uh, throughout this entire movie, for the most part, I was just looking for dead ducks, okay? So when she's crashing <laughs> her ship on that planet, where the, the planet with all the, the cannibalistic children and stuff yeah. like that, I'm thinking to myself, like, she's about to crash in a pond. I'm like, is she going to kill? Is it a duck pond? Is she going to kill a duck? There, no. There was, <laughs> but there was actually, like, I thought that was it too, because when she crashes, you see, like, floating things in the water yeah and there was like this black bit and i thought like is that is that a dead duck <laughs> like that's what i thought it was going to be yeah and, and, and there's other parts of this movie where i had that too I'll, I'll get to that with my notes yeah we got these cannibalistic kids here um I, I throughout the course of the movie one of the running jokes is, is she always keeps asking parlez-vous francais like 
Does that is that what they sound like they're speaking? Uh, I think it's because is, it's is this French, what French sounds I think like? It's a feature? French comic, is it not? So I think I'm guessing that's the oh, reference. is it? Uh, that's what I read. Yeah, that's, so yeah, they're making a joke about it. Okay, um, I made the same note. Uh, the uh, the the guy she first has sex with is hairier when he takes off his gorilla suit than he was before. Uh, we got the weird angel guy and these rock people. There's a guy with a magnifying glass that's like glued to his forehead, or it's like part of his anatomy. I don't know. Uh, I don't understand this world. This is like the anti-Zardoz because <laughs> weapons are banned in this world. Um, the penis is still evil, so I guess that's one similarity to Zardoz. Uh, and uh, th th this thing about evil being banished. So on this world with the angel guy, people who are not evil are exiled to this rock world. Like, Wait, so the evil people stay, but this guy's an angel? Like, I don't understand it. You're asking the wrong person, Colin. I was watching <laughs> nutshot videos. And then when he's explaining what happens when they get exiled to the world, and we see that their torsos disappear. So it's like Back to the Future, the picture where your body just slowly starts disappearing. Like, there's some weird stuff in this movie. Uh, some of the flying stuff with uh, the the action, the spaceships, and then the angel flying. I'm like, this would have been cool in like a 70s Saturday morning show, but no. Uh, and then when they get to this other planet uh, where you get the, I think this is where the, the evil woman, the, the Keith Richards wife here gets introduced. Uh, there's this line that gets very drawn out with, and this over here is the chamber, like pause of ultimate pause solution. And I'm not joking. <laughs> when, when I, I was verbally saying this to myself, this is the chamber. I'm like, I'm dead ducks. I'm like of ultimate dead ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking like, it's going to be dead ducks. <laughs> no, there's no dead ducks here either. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what else we have? We have the uh, there's either a unicorn girl or there's a girl who has a giant inflated condom stuck to her forehead at one point. <laughs> uh, you know what they look <laughs> like. Uh, there is a, a funny line here where um, she introduces herself, uh, the, this black queen or whatever. I'm whoever the black queen. I'm also known as the great tyrant. And Barbarella just goes, "Well, that's nice," and then just leaves it at that. That kind of made me laugh. Uh, somebody has a line: "How dare you endanger my face?" Uh, I think that might have been the angel. Um, this is where the angel said he didn't want to make love. And then the evil queen says, then you're a dead duck. And I'm like, that's all we get. Because following this, we get the birds attacking Barbarella and ripping her clothes off. But those birds could have been ducks. And she could have been fighting back and killed them. Oh. And then she meets Dildo Dano. Um, and <laughs> Dude, that's my nickname. Dude, and of all people, she meets Dildo Dano. And when he says, oh, let's have sex. And she starts... Trying to actually undress, and he's like, "Good God, woman, what are you doing?" I mean, real sex, where he takes the pill, and then we see the pill version. Uh, we get the hair blowing, and then her hair ends up curling itself. So that was kind of funny. Uh, smoke's coming out everywhere. You get that one awkward guy who's coming out. Excuse me, sir, and he's just watching them like, "Oh, what is this?" Uh, and this is what the guy's waited for his entire life for something like that. Um, only other thing I noted here, okay, we got her having sex with the piano. This is that sex expression machine or whatever it's called. Sex is something or other sex excessive machine uh, where it's basically she she sits inside a piano and as they're striking the keys the little up and down things is having sex with her and then she blows this thing up this movie is officially weirder than casino royale 67 and zardoz uh, i i said it is it it's it's weirder than zardoz but it is not as pretentious as zardoz uh, because i think this movie's kind of having fun at that genre um there's a fun thing with about the invisible key uh, because they keep trying to get into this magical world where the Wizard of Oz is. This guy, Duran Duran, basically turns out to be the Wizard of Oz. Uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. But uh, they talk about this invisible key, and I love that the guy's saying, oh, yeah, there's an invisible key to get you in there. So, well, where is he? He goes, well, it's invisible, obviously. And that kind of made me laugh. And then later on, where the evil queen's like, oh, how did you get in here? It's like, I have the key. What key? She goes, well, it's invisible. 
well, you definitely have the key. That like just somebody saying it's an invisible key, they get it. Um, and uh, there, there's a line at the end where they say, "You're so good, you have made the math moss vomit." That is a line in this movie. You are so good, you have made the math moss vomit. Um, this movie is. I, I don't even know how to comprehend it. I don't. I, do I want to call it weird? Do I want to call it bad? I don't know. It's just it's 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 the math moss of movies. That's what it is. Yeah, I I just. Uh... Yep, cool. There were boobs in it, um, men and women. <laughs> there were, <laughs> um, which was fine. But other than that, yeah, I just I don't really have anything else to add because again, a lot of what you just even said there, I'm like, did that happen? Um, but uh, again, if you like these type of movies, great, you're gonna enjoy it. I can see the appeal of the pop culture, like the visuals, the the poster, like it's you know, I'd have that poster on my wall. It's kind of cool. Um, but you know, like uh, just. I, I even if they remade this movie, I cannot imagine this being any good. Like Pluto Nash is a bit out there, way I, better than this film. But I could see, like, especially somebody like Robert Rodriguez, you know, like the yeah. the, the, the type. This is like what well, that Planet Terror movie that he made uh, with Quentin Tarantino. You you haven't seen Grindhouse, but like he's playing on that. that this is what he's known for, like the Machete movies and Planet Terror and even Spy Kids. Like I could really see him making a movie like this work, but. I mean, it, this is just, it's tacky and it looks gross at times. I'm not even talking about the nudity and the sex. I'm just talking about this, the, the overall look of the movie. Like, it's one of these things, that, do you get that? Like, are there things you watch that are dated in a way where you're like, oh, something about this just makes me feel like my stomach queasy. Yeah. Um, Zardoz. Uh, no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, there are there are just things there that's just kind of like, okay. But like, it, it's, I think what I'm finding though, like you and I are reaching that age now where we have, people talking about movies that we grew up on or loved and like, Oh, that's so old. Look at that. And that sort of stuff. And you're like, you just feel weird that people think that looks old. Cause to you, that's like, Mm -hmm. so like, it's kind of that weird thing about how, you know, we're all, we're all mentally kind of stuck in like the year 2000. So when somebody turns around and goes 30 years ago, I'm thinking like, Oh, that was the seventies. Like 30 (laughs) years ago was the nineties. It's like, what? Yeah, exactly. No, like you, you hear somebody who's like, you know, talking like, I mentioned you off air, like at the time of recording this, we saw Kiss perform at the AFL Grand Final. They're like in their 70s. So you think to yourself, wow, that's old. But then you think to yourself, well, they were in their peak in what, the 80s, which was 40 years ago. So you're thinking like they were in their 30s and the 80s. And you're like, what? Like that was only 20 years ago. And you're like, wait, not one. Yeah. That was 40 <laughs> years ago. So anyway, um, yeah, this movie itself, um, it has a 74% approval. What is wrong oh, with Rotten Tomatoes? Um, but some contemporary reviews have said uh, that the film scenes, first scenes were enjoyable, but it's quality decline thereafter. I'd, I'd agree with that because I could start like yeah. straight away. I'm like, okay, I don't like this movie, but at least at the beginning, you're kind of on board with it. Whereas at least in like Zardos, where it's like 20 minutes of them floating in their head with that weird song <laughs> and guns and whatever it is. Um after the strip tease scene, this is according to Wendy Mickner's review in the Global Globe and Mail, we are plunged into a mundane, not to say the name word, of a spy thriller with a dreary overlay of futuristic science fiction. Yeah, well, sure. Critics praised the film design and cinematography. I always thought this was a bomb. I always thought this was like a, a bad movie no, that got love after a lot of time. Maybe I was wrong. I saw a lot of people talk about this being a sexploitation film, which, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if you can make this movie this way today. You no. change it. Um, but I mean, it's when you said like the sex, like you don't really see this. It was the sixties, right? So like sixties mm-hmm. didn't mind a bit of boobs and a bit of bums, but it's like, Oh, we could never show anything slightly implying sex. 
Um, that was the seventies, right? Um, <laughs> but I do like here you've got the legacy and influence. So this is the thing where like I think I was familiar with this film. It's like the pop culture, like the posters. Uh, this is a very cosplayed film. Like they've got an example here of a woman dressed as Barbarella at like a Comic Con or something like that. Like this is something that I think has got cultness to it. Um, here's a fun one for you. Didn't realize this. Kylie Minogue's film clip for her song "Put Yourself in My Place" was inspired by Barbarella. There you go. I have to go back and rewatch that one. That. Also, uh, Katy Perry's "E.T." film clip for that. Ariana Grande's "Break Free." And Camille Pag- Paglia's and uh, opined what? Camille Paglia opined Lady Gaga drew influence from Fonda's performance in the film. Uh, huh? That makes no sense, but cool. Wow, I never knew that. <laughs> and a lot of times, this is wanted to be remade, as you said. There was a TV series, there was a pilot filmed, apparently. Um, and yeah, uh, apparently uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade was signed on to write this film uh, with Rose McGowan. There you go. Wow. Jesus, what could have been? Um, but I've got nothing for the box office, at least on box office mojo. Um, Wikipedia says it made $5.5 million based on North American rentals. So... Yeah, so, I mean, that's basically what... That that does include how much it made. That that includes how much theatre has paid the studio to be able to show it. Yeah, so I've got nothing else on there. Uh, reviews, I'm going for 10 star because uh, you can look at one star. I'm, I'm assuming there's probably, yeah, uh, I've got here Barbara Barbarella Psychedelica by Rainbow Vic. First off, let me say this movie is also an Italian production and I'm Italian. This movie, in <laughs> <laughs> thanks Rainbow Vic. Uh, this movie, in fact, actually have two of the greatest Italian actors, Ugo Tognazzi, also a great comedian, chef and director, and David Hemmings. Why David Hemmings is not the guy from The Gladiator? Yes, but in Italy we know him because he made the movie Gigolo and he worked with Antonio. Blow up. Okay, this is boring. Um, this, I love the heading line of this one. Barbarella. Uh, the most beautiful film ever made. Great peace building. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to read these. They're all wrong. Oh, here's a really short one. Mad Fun. Steve Jenkins. This is a zany space opera at its best. The film embodies the spirit of fashion of the late 60s, really, uh, combined with comic strip craziness. A cult film. It's a visual gem and great fun. Who needs acid with this? <laughs> Enjoy. I do. Uh, one star. So the, the, this one just has a funny title, but the review is not that great. Uh, my hat is off to anyone who could sit through this space junk. Uh, that was Helpless Dancer. Uh, this one it just has me scratching my head because uh, Le, po- Le Poisson won... Uh, wrote in September of 2020, Plan 9 with soft porn. What more could you want? Uh, this is an extremely silly movie with terrible acting. Hard to imagine Jane Fonda acting that poorly. An equal terrible script. The effects are cheesy and sometimes unnecessarily long. The dream room sequence comes to mind. How long is Jane going to walk in front of psychedelic displays before something happens? Storyline is ridiculous. Spaceship looks like something made by a third grader. I could go on. Uh, then they complain with the music with this part. Why did I give this movie three stars? This is a one-star review, Okay. <laughs> So this person is so stoned out of their mind that they don't know what they watched and they don't know what they rated. Update, this movie really is terrible, so it should get a one. I bow to local peer pressure. It's so bad, it's really great. This isn't your grandmother's Santa Claus with the Martians. Uh, when uh, when was the last time you saw a dumb sci-fi flick, 
flick with a really hot actress who just can't seem to keep those skin tight spacesuits on her body. If you get bored between breast shots, which could easily happen, try counting the phallic symbols. Yeah, I'd go with that. Can I just also point out, I'm looking at the plot keywords, which we'll get to now. Uh, I love the one he was skiing. Can we mention that she goes skiing with like a stingray or something like that? Uh, Does she? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that thing where it's pulling her, yeah. I haven't been skiing in a long time. Uh, so yeah. a few here that I'm picking out as I'm going through here. There's Gay Slur again. Gay Slur could be the uh, <laughs> Gay Slur month. <laughs> We're uh, already in the middle of Gay Slur month, apparently. <laughs> uh, destruction of Robot month. Uh, One-Eyed Woman month. Exploding Body month. Man Carrying a Woman in His Arms month. Oh, no, number one's Donnie Darko. I'm not doing Donnie Darko. Um, male Star Appears Shirtless. Yeah, this one isn't that great. Yeah, there aren't that many good Female ones here. full frontal nudity. That's my nominee. <laughs> uh, featuring Sex Education, Game of Thrones, Special Ops, Lioness, and Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Um, I'm trying to see if we have anything else different. Barbarella Character Month. How many are going to be on that? Uh, Snowball Secret with Rocky. Chamber. Snowball with a rock inside month. There it is. Oh, that's pretty good. Can we Featuring get more than Barbarella. One? There's only one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lesbian Brainwave. Character Month. Uh, <laughs> Encased in Rock Month. Uh, that one might have something. We got Barbarella. Uh, literally everything. This is how bizarre this movie is. There are no plot keywords to connect anything that happens in this movie. All right. I think other than Dead Duck. Maybe Pecked by a Bird Month. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah. All right. So I'm going with... Um, yeah, there's really nothing, is there? Absolutely. I've got Beefcake Month. Yeah. That's... Aquaman, The 300, The Fast and the Furious, Killer and doll. Magic Mike. Killer Doll. Uh, sexy Suit, Female Star Appears Nude. All right. I'm going with... Uh, fee, uh, killer doll. Nah, that's like Chucky and stuff. Lesbian character, no. Uh, I want woman wears an eye patch month. Oh yeah, do you have that? Blade Runner, Kill Bill Volume One, the favorite, and Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh, the favorite though. Uh, woman wears an eye patch month. Is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah. Woman we got eye... both Kill Bills. All right, no, I'm down with that. Let's stick with that. Uh, I'm going with female star appears nude. <laughs> Which would be No Hard Feelings X Titanic. We've already done it. Uh, the Voyeurs and, well, that would be Infinity Pool then. So female star. If there's a is male. No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence one? It is. You wouldn't say Jennifer She's Lawrence. She's nude, nude in that? No. She wouldn't. Do, she doesn't do nudity. I've checked. Uh, female star appears <laughs> nude. And there was another one of these ones. Which was pecked by a bird. Are we all right with Pecked yeah. by a bird? Uh, but there's only four on that, and we've already done Barbarella, so we can't really do that. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it in reserve in case another good peck by a bird man movie Man carrying comes out. a woman in his arms month. I mean, it's done. Sure. Yeah. There's really not a lot for Barbarella. You'd think there would be. Man. Because everything that's good has only Barbarella mm -hmm. on it. And a woman in his arms. So that would be Donnie Darko. Ugh, overrated <laughs> trash. Uh, Life Force, Barbarella. The Bodyguard, bit of Whitney Houston. Oh. And Mademoiselle, whichever. It's a 1966 movie. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> all right. What a year. Bin. Uh, <laughs> Bin. <laughs> and Dead Duck Scene, ranked two. Uh, Rubbish. Yeah. No, see, I'm telling you this right now. I, I know I missed the Dead Duck in Weird Science last week. You showed <laughs> it to me. I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't that disappointed. It was decent. Um, but I mean, two in a row. I want some more dead ducks. Like yeah. next week, I don't. Next week we got what the the the, the plagues of Egypt. 
we got well, is it one of the one of the plagues like frogs falling in the sky that might have just been the magnolia movie, no but i think it's like i want i want dead ducks falling from the sky if <laughs> i get dead ducks falling <laughs> from the sky in exodus next week and moses battling dead ducks with <laughs> his staff i will convert to judaism <laughs> i swear to you if i get a really good dead duck scene <laughs> with, with christian bale in a giant beard parting the red seas and dead ducks floating above the water if you give me that i am becoming a jew next week i swear <laughs> i want aaron paul yelling at a dead duck going, <laughs> come at me bitch i want sigourney <laughs> weaver doing who wrote she this scene she is apparently in this scene i want ben kingsley as Gandhi going, I'm a man, but I'm against dead ducks. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. We're, by the way, next week we're doing Exodus, Gods and Kings. I I know nothing about this film. It's a it's a religious film. Cool. This is our first religious film we've done. Um, finally, good to see fiction made into fiction. That's good. Um, but yeah, Christian Bale, sure. Uh, Joel Edgerton, yep. Yeah. Apologize uh, as an Australian once again. Apologies for Joel Edgerton. Um, <laughs> John Turturro is in this film. Aaron Paul's in this film. Ben Mendelsohn, another great Aussie. Uh, Not a lot of Jews. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I, did I say? I think I said last week John Turturro is a Jewish person. I don't think he is. Uh, apologies. I mean, I mean, if he's, I don't know if I need to apologize. Italian. Italian. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I know nothing about this film. Have you? You said you've seen this. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> So Ridley Scott, of course, who did Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Alien, all that. I mean, he he, he basically has spent the last 20 years trying to redo Gladiator's success by making these big epics. There was that one he made with Orlando Bloom. There was the Robin Hood he made with uh, Russell Crowe. And I swear, every time he makes one of these movies, they just seem to get worse and worse. Now, th- this one I kind of had high hope for because he had Joel Edgerton, Christian Bale, or two of my favorite actors in it. Um, I didn't know Ben Mendelsohn or Aaron Paul at the time, so I'm kind of interested to go back and uh, watch this now. But I, I just remember getting this movie because I, it was right after I got the 3D TV and they were selling it for like 10 bucks for the 3D Blu-ray. And I thought, okay, this will be great. Uh, Christian Bale, you know, big epic, Ridley Scott, and just being like very underwhelmed by it. I've never bothered to watch it since. So I own this movie because I figured that, I think I even tried to sell it and Jamie said, well, it's a 3D Blu-ray. You don't know if they're you know going to make it anymore. Keep it for that. I'm like, I don't, my 3D TV is not even working right now, so I'll have to watch this in 2D and I'll you. No, more my 3D TV has worked since 2012, Colin. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one. But I mean, yeah, Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, the, the two of my favorite actors, literally two of my favorite actors. So maybe they can salvage it somehow. So are Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton just like besties because they did Terminator together, didn't they? Uh, no, Joel Edgerton wasn't in Terminator. Was Sam, Sam Worthington was oh, in Terminator. Oh, I always get Joel Edgerton and Sam Worthington confused. I take back my apology but, for Joel Edgerton. I don't apologize for Joel Edgerton. I apologize <laughs> for Sam Worthington. Sorry, wrong Australian. I, they both look alike. I I think it might have been that um that, that one that Natalie Portman produced, Jane Got a Gun, that Joel Edgerton wrote. Mm. I, I swear at one point Christian Bale was signed on to that, as was Joel Edgerton. I don't know if Joel Edgerton was supposed to act in it. But Christian Bale was signed on to that. And it was with that big delay with the director or Patty Jenkins leaving and everything where the whole cast got shaken up. So at one point, I'm pretty sure they were supposed to do that movie together. A couple of uh, um, Star Wars actors, though, right? Because Ben Mendelsohn uh, was in Rogue One. Yeah, so, Rogue One. Um, and then uh, Owen. Sorry, Joel Edgerton, Sam Worthington, completely different man. One's great, one's oh, Sam Joel Worthington. Edgerton. Yeah, when you said you apologize for Joel Edgerton, I'm like, why would you apologize Sorry. for such a great I man? I thought it was Sam Worthington. I don't know why I get them confused. They're both white men. They all look alike. Um, so, but I'm I'm on board for Aaron Paul. Like, I think literally the only thing I've seen Aaron Paul outside of uh, Breaking Bad was his tiny bit in Mission Impossible, uh, yeah. the viral Price is Right clip. I was nearly going to watch Need for Speed, but 
kind of just didn't really look that great. So, yeah, yeah, I'm on board for the Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul playing Joshua. So he's like playing some... I can't imagine Aaron Paul being some sort of religious-y type person. So, blessed be thy bitch. Um, (laughs) I don't know how... I don't know how religion works. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the effects are going to be good in this movie. So that's something. The poster, like, I look at the poster and I think like, oh, is this like an end of the world movie? Because it's like a big, you know, tidal wave with... But I guess that's Moses, that's, right? Parting the that's seas. That's the parting the seas or whatever, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, we apologize for doing Barbarella, uh, but <laughs> next week. and then we, 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 we are grateful that we were able to do this in under an hour. Just think, in three weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, Back to the Future begins. So we're getting some... Oh. Oh, it just gets us excited. We hear those <laughs> words. Strap in. There's three of the, Get used to these like short one hour episodes because I can't imagine Back to the Future. We're going back to our Star no. Wars, our Drake. Like they're going to be yeah. four or five hour episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be honest. Um, 24 is happening. Season six started this week. We apologize for that as well. Um, <laughs> there are movies coming out, which again, I don't know if I'm seeing them. I've got two free tickets to go see something. So I don't know what I'm going to go see. Might save it for the Marvels and then Ferrari. There is. Um- have you heard anything about this movie? Um, oh, who's in it? It's like uh, about the the American Samoa soccer team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael Taika, Taika Waititi. It. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Legit- so I've heard a lot about that because that is very well known in Australia because we hold the world record in this country for the largest ever international soccer win. It was like 37-0. Uh, the great Archie Thompson legend. It's in the trailer. Yeah, the legend of uh, Australian football, Archie Thompson. He scored like 13 goals still to this record. But So like it's it's a very true story about how we... That's why Australia left Oceania to go join the Asian Confederation because we were just winning these matches so much. So, yeah, Taika Waititi uh, has done a movie because this, I think, was a, a book or a play or a documentary that they made on it. And the trailer looks quite good. Uh, it looks yeah. quite funny because um, it's got um, it's not David Harbour, is it? Who's the, uh, who's the Michael main? Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Often confused. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about Gran Turismo, apparently. But yeah, no, that looks decent. I wouldn't mind seeing that actually. So that's that's out soon, isn't yeah. it? Uh, so that comes out. Well, it, it, yeah, isn't November seventeenth. Like so there'll be or next something month. like that, or uh, next goal wins. Next goal wins. Yeah, I, I didn't even heard about this because there were two trailers, and we we watched the creator last night, which is okay. It's not bad, but uh, we saw the trailer for that new uh, Matthew Vaughn, like that did the Kingsman and everything. Uh, the movie he has with Henry Cavill and I mean the, the cast is enormous. Henry Cavill, John Cena, like a million people in this movie. I, I kept seeing actors pop up and I'm like mentioning their names, I'm like oh gasping watching it. I don't think that one comes out to next year. But then the other trailer we saw was this next goal wins. I'm like wow that movie looks great. You know the one that I keep getting sold on, which I know we will do next year during Oscar month. It's the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio Robert. Uh, oh, the flowers moon. Like every time I see that trailer, I'm like this actually looks pretty good. Uh, which has got Brendan Fraser and Jesse Plemons in it. Is Brendan Fraser in it? Yeah, I've not that seen was like him in the, the trailer. The big, well, before he won the more. Oscar, that that was when uh, the, there was the video of he posted where he broke down in tears because uh, how he saw it, how everybody was so happy that he had gotten cast in a movie with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, well, I mean, we're obviously going to cover that next year. We know that. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't look too bad. But uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still hanging out for, for the Enzo Ferrari movie, which uh, I believe is Christmas yeah. Day, which, uh, again, I finished the book, by the way. So I, I got through it. So there you go. Um, do all the shit you do at the end, Patreon. Sure, we might have done it by the time you listen to this. Uh, I've, I've literally written like five lines of notes and I've barely written any notes. So I'm just going to say my name is Ben and Nutshot Videos. 
Uh, my name is Colin, and decrucify him or I'll melt your face. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir. sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)